You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Welcome to the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. And I'm Derek Diamond. What is this, volume 12? This is volume 12. Wow, we're getting up there. We're We've made it teenagers. to a dozen. Yeah, we're, we're almost teenagers here. <laughs> yes, preteens. <laughs> um, well, coming up this week, um, I guess we'll just launch right into uh, the retro news for this week. What do you say? Let's do it. Nintendo opens up its storage room. Imagine being able to open up a brand new Famicom and Famicom disk system for the first time today, then loading up The Legend of Zelda for the first time. It's a crazy thought, but something that is entirely possible, albeit only for the select few with access to the storage facility at Nintendo's head office. Uh, Basically what this is, this is from RetroGamer.net. There are unopened boxes of the Famicom system <laughs> in their factory and they showed uh, pictures excuse me of a uh, an, a box opening of the Famicom and playing the original Legend of Zelda game this was really cool to see because I mean we all know what the retro you know, classic consoles look like but seeing them in their boxes completely unopened never been opened before is really cool. Oh, could you imagine if they had like a warehouse of old NES and Super Nintendos that were never shipped out? I like to think that I would do what Scrooge McDuck does in the DuckTales <laughs> intro and just swim through it like he swims through gold. You and me both. That would be, I, I wonder what, you know, I, I just wonder what those would go for. I mean, I wonder what these would go for. Unopened packages of Famicoms. Oh, I have no idea. Hmm. I, I can't even begin to think. I mean, it would, I guess it would depend on how many there were, but yeah, I, you know, I could see these going for hundreds and if not thousands of dollars. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking to see if they actually give a number of the systems they have. Um, it does not. But still, it's really interesting. They're like, there's a video you can watch that actually shows the unboxing and putting what looks like a floppy disk into the system, and it's <laughs> The Legend of Zelda. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I would love to get my hands on one of those. That's just a piece uh, of history, I, you know? Yes, it is. It was really, really cool. This is one of the more cool uh, news articles that I've looked at since we started doing the show. But uh, do you have any news for us? Yes, I do. Um, Let's see. Uh, Unreleased Super Nintendo platformer Socks the Cat hits Kickstarter with cartridges up for grabs. This comes from RetroCollect.com. Socks the Cat is perhaps one of the most unusual characters to ever be granted an entry into the video game world, being none other than the first pet of the White House during Clinton's reign in the 90s. This feline protagonist was set to claw its way through spies, the media, and political figures invading Washington, D.C. Although ending up as an unreleased Super Nintendo title, the game is finally resurrected through Kickstarter. 
uh, due for release in July 2017. A pledge of $40 to the Socks the Cat Kickstarter will secure a physical cartridge containing the game, while 75 and upwards will bring a box copy and other rewards. The Kickstarter campaign is hoping to raise $30,000 in the coming month, with a good chunk of the total already raised. I've actually never heard of this game. I haven't or even, that I it, even know this existed. Funny thought that I had. What if they remade this for the current gen and they got Bill Clinton to do the voice <laughs> of Socks the Cat? <laughs> uh, that would be oh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I'd love it. I don't I'd know get it they, just for that reason. I don't know if they would have enough money to pay Bill Clinton to come do a voice. No, but we can all dream. Yeah, that in in another universe that could happen. Yeah, oh, this is kind of socks the cat. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) That was a pretty good impression. Oh yeah, I actually pulled out an impression the other day. Um, I know we're not a political podcast. I don't want you to take anything I say as being one side or the other. But I, you know, the whole um, Trump thing about what he said. Last week, I think everybody's heard by now the things he said mm-hmm. about grabbing the, you know, grabbing the P word. Yeah. Well, I was like, you know what? Trump is sup- such a slimy human being that it, him saying that is just gross. But I think if Bill Clinton ever said that, it would actually come off as charming. <laughs> well, it would be you more know, comical. You just, just got to grab him by the, well, you know, <laughs> be like, oh, Bill. <laughs> Silly Bill. Silly Bill. Speaking of that, um, have you seen the SNL open from a couple of weeks ago with Alec Baldwin as Donald yes. Trump? Yes, I did. Those That was so good. SNL is, is firing on all cylinders this season. I'm very impressed. Well, to be honest with really both candidates and the whole political scene, I was just thinking guys like Jimmy Fallon, um, other talk show hosts, and you know, SNL has got to be having field day. Oh God. It, this is what comedians live for because you know what? Yes. It, this stuff just writes itself. They don't even have to come up with jokes. They're written for them. No, you're right. So yeah, (laughs) but let's, uh, let's move on from the political talk before we, before anybody thinks we're one side or the other and then starts yelling at us and you know, you know how that goes. Yeah, but um, I put out a call on um, <clears throat> Facebook today. Tell your favorite scary slash Halloween game, and we will discuss it on our show. Well, we got actually got a couple of people replied. Tyler Watson, who actually um, gave me the Doctor Mario and um, uh, Air Fortress, which I, I'm going to review next month. I already did Doctor Mario because I've been severely addicted to that game like a crackhead the past few weeks. Um, he actually wrote, it's a three-way tie between the original Castlevania, Super Castlevania 4, and the original Resident Evil. And, you know, Castlevania is always a good go-to, you know, for this time of the year. Yeah, it's it's a classic go-to Halloween game. Yeah, you're fighting your classic monsters in that game, and the original Castlevania is still one of the greatest games that ever came out on the Nintendo. It's just... It's so well made. It's straightforward. It 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 was just a classic. I mean, there's, there's no other way around it. It's a classic game, and um, I wrote back to him that I love Resident Evil Two. 
I still like the first one, but not as much as two. And I've always said that Resident Evil 2 is still one of my favorite um, video games of all time. I, I don't know how you feel about that game. Resident Evil 2, I've actually never played. The only Resident Evil game that I've ever played was back in the GameCube days. Yeah. They remade four. the original Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the only time that I've played any type of a Resident Evil game. I mean, I, I like them, but like I like the story of them, but they're just games that, as far as playing them, I've never really been able to get into. But yeah. I, I do appreciate that franchise because it's still going to this day. Well, hopefully you they'll do give a... Give them credit for that. I'm hoping they still do a, a HD remake of Part 2. That would be fantastic. There's been rumors of that the past couple of years, but... Nothing really solid has come out of that. Well, if I ever hear that they do that, I will be the first to let you know. Yes. Uh, Brian C. Uh, wrote that Clock Tower for PS1. I never played Clock Tower. Did you? I've actually never heard of it. Uh, Tyler Watson came back and said that it's a fun premise. You play a young girl who has to run and hide from a guy who is chasing her with a giant pair of scissors he is, of course, called the Scissor Man. You have to try to trap him so that you can permanently stop him and get out of the mansion that you are trapped in. Yeah, I'm looking at a couple of photos from it. Let's see. It's really small. No, it it looks uh, it looks interesting. The cover's kind of cool. Yeah. It looks like the cover for a horror movie. Hmm, might have to check this out because I've never heard of it. I haven't either. Uh, and Wally chimed in. Uh, Wally Phelps, my co-host on Pop Culture Palette. Uh, he shout said out to Condemned. Wally. Yeah, shout out to Wally. Uh, he said Condemned. Did you ever play Condemned for the Xbox 360? That sounds so familiar. Let me look that up. Quite possibly one of the best games out that came out for the Xbox 360. And one of the best horror games of all time. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah, I never played it, but I saw a lot about it. Yeah, it was a interesting. really interesting game where you kind of played a an investigator, um, like a forensics investigator, and you have to take pictures of crime scenes and stuff like that. And then you're kind of in this Resident Evil 2-ish, like uh, Silent Hill almost type of world. Um, and there was one jump scare in the game that literally made me throw my controller at the TV I had to shut the game off and actually go outside for a little while. It scared me wow. so bad. <laughs> That's something that, like, I know we're in the the thick of October, and you know, you love horror things. Um, I appreciate like the art form of horror, but like to me personally, I can't fathom people like wanting to get scared. Like, for example, my friend Robbie, who I co-host a couple of podcasts with. He loves getting scared. And I'm like, I don't understand how that can be such a, a thrilling thing. Like, I hate being scared. It's raw adrenaline. It's an adrenaline rush. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, well, if I had to throw this in, um, one of the games that I forgot about that actually fits into this month is Alan Wake. Did you ever play Alan Wake for the 360? I've watched gameplay of it. That game looks really good. That game was fun. Uh, it was kind of, it reminded me of Twin Peaks almost. You know, I actually recently watched that show. Did you? At least a couple of episodes of it. Yeah, it was, it was all right. 
Yeah, it that was all was, right. If not for that video, if not for that show, we would have never had the X Files or anything that we have today, like Supernatural and those types of shows. We, I mean, that Twin Peaks is the granddaddy of all those TV mm-hmm. shows, just weird and wonderful. And I mean, everybody, it's you know, it's you can stream it on pretty much any like Hulu, uh, Amazon, Netflix. I think definitely next Netflix, but. You've mm-hmm. never seen it? Definitely go check out the. Just all you really need to watch is the first season. That's it. Yeah, I haven't finished the first season yet, but from what I've seen of it, you, you can tell that it was kind of, or the shows like X Files and others like Supernatural, they all kind of came from that. Like yeah, that's exactly. what really started it. It's, it was a great show. I wish they would have made a video game out of that. I think they're doing a. Uh, like a new season or yeah, maybe like a movie. Uh, no, it's actually, a, they're doing a season three of, Oh, Twin so it's Peaks. a continuation. Yeah. It's, it takes place. Okay. What? 30 years later, 25 years later, something like that. Wow. But yeah, the first season is awesome. And it ends like there's no cliffhanger. Like it's a self-contained season. And then they went into season two and pretty much had nothing left to do. So season two just kind of went off the rails and it was canceled. So, yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. It was a great show, though. Just go go check out the first full season and you'll love it. Sweet. But uh, coming it- up next, we have this month in video game history. <laughs> and I'll let you start it off. In October, we don't have a specific date for this, but Killer Instinct, made by Rare was the first arcade machine with an internal hard disk. Um, I want to say this was mid to late 90s yeah, when I would Killer say Instinct pro- came out. Yeah, I would say probably 95. That sounds about right, because I want to say Donkey Kong Country came out in 93 or 94, and Killer Instinct came out soon after that. Let me look up the release date for... I... I graduated high school in 95, and I remember that summer I used to go to the arcade a lot, and I remember Killer Instinct being like the machine that everybody was crowded around. It was a cool concept. You know, it it followed along the lines of uh, like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. Uh, It definitely has its fan base, and I know they did a, a remake or a new Killer Instinct game a couple of years ago. I never played the new one, but I know it was fairly well received. But Killer Instinct originally came out in 94. Let's see. Uh, Do you want to do the next one? Yeah, we have in 1985, October 18th, the Nintendo Entertainment System home video game console, the export version of the Famicom, is launched for a limited test market in the United States, along with Rob, the robotic operating buddy peripheral. Did anybody like Rob or the game that it had? I never had a Rob. He was a pretty cool character on Super Smash Brothers. But I never had the actual physical Rob. He yeah, is he a character on Tropics Super well. Smash Brothers and he's like he's uh like a very simple character, like one that's really easy to use, but he has some pretty powerful moves. But I was I saw not too long ago, where was it? It might have been in one of the stores here in town that sells like retro collectibles. I saw a Rob yeah. very recently, but no, I never owned one. Yeah, I think they have one at the Play and Talk over by where I live. 
and it's just kind of sitting up there on the shelf. I'm like, man, that was, it helped sell a lot of consoles, but man, that thing went away pretty quick. Like, what did it do? Well, basically, there was a game called uh, Gyromite or something like that. I think there were two games that it, you know, as you go through the game, there are spots where you have to have Rob the Robot um, help you open, like, doors and stuff. Like, it's kind of weird to explain, but he helps you within the game somehow. Oh, okay. Like I've never actually known what Rob was for. Yeah, it was supposed to help you play the games, but they only put out like two games for it and before they finally got rid of it. <clears throat> oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. He looks kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, he he did make an appearance in um, Star Tropics. He was the, uh, the co-pilot on the submarine. Nice. Let's see. Uh, next up, we have in 1989, on October 14th, Sega Mega Drive released in North America as the Sega Genesis. Hmm. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about the Genesis off and on on this podcast. Um, the Genesis was a, a pretty good system. I only really played it for the Sonic the Hedgehog games, and that was really about it. Yeah, I definitely want to pick one up. I actually looked at one the other day. I had gone to a flea market. Um and I found one, but it was it was just the console. There was nothing with it, and um, I really didn't want to pay the pre- pay the price that he was asking for. So I had to let it go. So hope, I'm hoping one of these days I come across a complete Genesis. So it no cables or anything. No, it was just the the core wow. console. Wow. And he wanted a little too much for it, so I let it go. If it's just the console, and you don't have like even the power cord if you're asking for a good bit of money for it that's that's just that's just you trying to scam people yeah exactly (laughs) uh coming up in 1994 october 17th sonic and knuckles was released it allowed a player to connect previous sonic sonic games to the cartridge making knuckles playable in them that's kind of cool i did not know that this was a really cool little innovation that Sega did. So Sonic and Knuckles came out. It was like a plain black cartridge, but it had this latch on the top where you could basically take the cover off, and there was a spot where you could put another controller. Huh. Bas- or not controller, but game. Um, what you could do is, say, put Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge and then put that in the Genesis, and you play through the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 game but with Knuckles. Like, you played as Knuckles through the whole game. That's actually really innovative. And then in Sonic 3, which is where Knuckles made his first appearance, but he was a villain, you could play as Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And it actually unlocked, um, like, a separate quest that you could do called Sonic 3 and Knuckles, where the game was, like, twice as long. (laughs) And actually delved a lot more into like the backstory of, you know, Sonic and even like a little bit of the history of Knuckles. And you had a lot more collectibles you could do Um, because I think instead of instead of getting just the seven Chaos Emeralds, you would also get the Master Emerald, which would cause uh, because Sonic had a super form that he could transform into once you got all seven Chaos Emeralds. But if you got the Master Emerald, then you could get Knuckles to transform as well. So. It was a really, really cool thing that they did. That's awesome. 
would yeah, love to it get was, my hands on it was some a, of that old stuff. It was another reason to get a Genesis. Like that that whole concept was just fantastic. Well, Sega had the right idea with you know trying to make their console last a little longer by putting out all the peripherals, but you know, with the 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 ad the uh, CD add on, and then they had like the thirty two X and all that kind of stuff. The problem was is I don't really know what the problem was. I think the mostly the problem was it just got too bulky. Yeah, yeah, that was part of it, and I mean a lot of it, like the thirty two X. They made a separate Knuckles game exclusive for that, but other than that, they didn't really have anything to wow you with it. Yeah. It was like they relied only on the Sonic characters to try and push things. Yeah. And that and that will yeah. only take you so far. Yeah, that's definitely one of Sega's downfalls is when you think of Sega, the only thing you can really think of is so- uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. They didn't really have anything else to kind of help them push systems. I mean, you look at Nintendo, they had, you know, they had Super Mario Brothers, they had Zelda, they had Punch-Out, they had uh, like a billion other things that, made you want to buy that system and mm-hmm. Sega just kind of fell by the wayside. They would, st- I, I honestly think Sega would still be around today if they had focused on making a new console at the time, instead of trying to do all those peripherals. Like yeah. if they had beaten uh Nintendo to the, the Nintendo 64, if they had beaten Nintendo to the punch I know. I think maybe they would still be around to today, but no, that's just my opinion. It'll be a good what if story. Yeah. But uh, coming up this week, I'm going to be doing my review of a game that is absolutely awful. <laughs> here's the uh, here's the music. Yes, it is Fester's Quest by Sunsoft. It is a video game based on the 1960s television series The Addams Family. It was released in 1989 in North America and 1990 in Europe. The story is, while enjoying a night of moonbathing, Fester bears witness to an alien invasion and decides to take his blunderbuss and save the city. Along the way, Fester gains new tools and weapons, as well as clues to how to attack the alien mothership by fighting alien bosses. He can also get help from the various members of the Adams family. Now, this sounds like a good premise, right? Because I don't know about you. In theory, yes. Yes, I love the Adams family. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with that the old TV show, the black and white TV show. Like the the Adams family embodied everything that I wanted to be. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like they were they were rich, they were weird, and nobody messed with them because they were just they were into the macabre, you know? They were creepy and kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky, you know? That's what I'm talking about, man. (laughs) (laughs) But they had, you know, they had a hand that walked around, like a disembodied hand. They had a a Frankenstein's monster for a butler. I mean, who who wouldn't want to live in that house? You rang. You rang. But I was obsessed with that TV show when I was a kid. This game came out, and I was over the moon when this game came out. So I had to beg my mom to take me to the store. I had saved up my money, 
and immediately bought it about it was about a month or two after if i remember correctly it was about a month or two after the video game came out which i knew something was probably wrong when a new game is usually you know 50 bucks at the time you know 50 mm-hmm. bucks it was 20 dollars on sale oh so wow right then i knew something had to be i should have known something was wrong um I got. I remember trying to like this game when I was a kid, but here's my problem with it. First off, uh, the gameplay is so aggravating. Like, your gun is really underpowered and awkward. You move really way too slow. Like, it, it's... It hurts how slow Fester walks in this game. And when you get hit by an enemy, it makes you move even slower. And then you have these stupid parts where you go like underground. And if anybody knows the character of Fester, he can put a light bulb in his mouth and it works. So you can put a light bulb, you know, you can go in your inventory and you have light bulbs. And of course, they only work for like three, four seconds at a, at a pop. So you have to keep going into your inventory to use these uh, uh, light bulbs while you're in the sewers and all this kind of stuff. That's I hate that mechanic. That mechanic in games can just go die. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: the the music in this game is awesome. I think they spent all their money on the music. Now I captured a little bit of the overworld music in the game. Like this is the this is what you hear. As soon as you start the game. Now this, this is pulse-pounding NES music. Check it out. Now, isn't that really good music? That's awesome. I mean, it's that's really good. It sounds awesome. Like it's like this pulse pounding. You would expect it to be, you know, move as fast. Like Ninja Gaiden is like a fast paced game. You would mm-hmm. expect it to be like that. No, Fester moves like a snail in this game. Like there's no reason for the music to be that pulse pounding and move that slow in the game. That won't. <laughs> One question I have about this game, like, is it the worst game you've ever played? Possibly. It's one. It's definitely in the top five worst games I've ever played in my entire life. Ugh. And it says here, uh, the game received mixed reviews, re- receiving a 56% from Computer and Video Games Magazine, issue 108, and Games Radar ranked it as the 73rd worst game ever made. The staff criticized it excessive difficulty and lack of comicality. That's another thing. This game was just way too hard for what it needed to be. Your weapons are underpowered. Even just the regular, like, you know, like little aliens that are just the standard aliens, not even a boss or like a, you know, like a whatever. Like, they're ridiculously hard to kill. Even when you upgrade your weapons, it's stupid. It sounds like it sounds gross. The whole game is just broken. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. I'm so disappointed in this game. I have tried so hard over the last two weeks to give this game a chance and try to play it. But 
it's so anger inducing and not an anger inducing like um like ninja gaiden where you will keep going back again and again trying to get past a certain part no this is just fundamentally broken and i wish that i knew who made this game who who programmed this game and if they're still around i want to just contact them and have them on this show and ask them what the hell were you thinking <laughs> i'd like to find the person who when they did the final check through with this whole game the person that said okay this is good to go yeah you know like game tester was an actual job title back then right mhm what game tester in his right mind would play this game and be like, yeah, this is good. Kids will love this. That dude was <sighs> smoking crack, whoever he was. Probably. It does, I, I'm not trying to be gender biased, but whoever it was that tested this game out should have been fired. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. That I'm actually interested in watching some gameplay of this now. Oh, Because like, if, it, if it's this bad... It's awful. I'm like super interested in it now. The only reason I still have this game is because I love the box art. The box art is very eye-catching and looks awesome. Mm -hmm. That's the only good thing about it. Is if you're going to get this game, I mean, if you find it at a flea market for like 25 cents, you can pick it up, but it's not even really worth that much. I would just have it to complete. If you were like a completionist, and trying to complete your entire NES collection, then yes, you should own a copy of it, but I wouldn't wish this game upon my worst enemy. The person selling you the game should pay you to take yeah. it off their hands. <laughs> like I, I, Sunsoft should send me an apology note <laughs> <laughs> for buying this game back in 1988 or 89 or when, whenever it was released. I kind of want to come up with a fake apology note from Sunsoft <laughs> and send it to you. Because this is, you know, a lot of the licensed games back in the 80s were awful, especially if it had the LJN warning label on it, because most of those games were terrible, like Back to the Future, um, Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure, all those LJN games, the Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, those games were just downright awful. But this had a Sunsoft label on it. If you don't know who Sunsoft is, they made Super Adventure Island. They made Adventure Island. One of the arguably best side-scrolling platformers that you can get for the Nintendo. And then they come out with this. And this is... I, oh God, I don't, I don't even know what to compare this to. It's awful. It's just downright nasty, gross awfulness. I can't wait to watch gameplay of it. <laughs> Actually, you know, Adventure Island, playing that would be like watching, um, not, yeah, it, it would be like watching The Dark Knight, and then you watch Fester's Quest, and it's Batman and Robin. That's a very good analogy. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, that's that's your comparison right there. This game is broken. It's awful. I don't give it any stars. None. It gets negative stars. It gets negative five stars. 
That's your first uh, anti-review. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wanted the first anti-review for Nerd Cave Retro. I'm so angry about it because I love the Adams family so much. I even watched the 1991 movie the other night to prepare myself to play the game because I was like, all right, if I'm going to play this game, I got to get in the mood. So I watched the Adams family movie. The movie's great. Still holds mm-hmm. up to this day. This game, no. It is I dog shiitake mushrooms i don't think i've seen that movie since 1991 i didn't either this was the first time i'd watched it since the theater and it still holds up it's crazy that's awesome so yeah Yeah, everybody adam's family i feel like they since they're i don't want to say they're dated but because that show was made so long ago and the movie came out in the early 90s i feel like the Adams family doesn't really get that much credit in the pop culture world. Yeah, well, they're kind of timeless because they don't fit into any kind of time frame. Like you could put that movie out today and it would still work mm-hmm. because of just what it is. It doesn't rely on, you know, modern technology. It's just these weird people that live in this weird house in the neighborhood and they do weird stuff. It's just that's the fundamental uh, you know, that's just fundamental to the Adams family. No, absolutely. So negative five stars. Huh? Yes. Negative five. Tell you what people, instead of playing this game or looking for it, just, uh, just go watch the Adams family movie on Netflix right now. And, uh, that's all you need. You don't need this game. Oh, is it on Netflix? Yes, it is. I watched it the other night. <sighs> I'm going to go watch that. <laughs> well, awesome. Sweet. Um, yeah, we're still in the middle of our Halloween uh, horror-slash-scary-games month, so um, what are you going to be doing next week? So I've been teasing it, but Zombies Ate My Neighbors oh. is on the Wii Virtual Console. Oh my god, I can't wait! So I will be playing it this week, and that's what I will review for next week. Oh my god, I can't wait. I can't wait. This, this is my most anticipated episode yet. I'll text you throughout the weekend and let you know what I think. Fantastic. Uh, it's gonna. I, I'm excited because I, I mentioned this, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But I remember this game getting a lot of buzz, but I just never played it. Oh, and now I'm glad that I finally get to. Dude, I'm telling you, you're gonna thank me because this is one of the best games ever made for the Super Nintendo. I can't wait. So uh, yeah, I guess that's gonna do it for this week. And when we come back. Derek's going to be doing Zombies Ate My Neighbors. So let's go ahead and get... Oh, oh that's You've the wrong listening. thing. <laughs> Jumping Sorry, the gun a little bit there. There we go. Um, yes, the Nerd Cave Retro Show. So you can get a hold of us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at nerdcaveretro, at jfunktastic, at Derek underscore diamond. And we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. And let us know what scary games you like to play for Halloween. So just send us an email or get a hold of us on Facebook. That's probably the best way to do it is on Facebook and Twitter. So I guess we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Tell them, tell them what's up, Derek. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. You've been listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.